Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, June 20th, 2023. I'm one of your host, Blessing, Addie Lee Jr. Joining me is Jerrica, a.k.a. Jerkachu, Hannah. Jerrica, how's it going? So good. Ready to talk about games with you. Thanks All, so much. The whole whole hour? We got Oh yeah, we got we got an okay, hour cool. talking about video games. Nice. And we got a fun hour because of course a Nintendo Direct was announced. So most of the show is gonna be us talking about our hopes and dreams and hype for Nintendo Direct. But before we get there, I wanna know about you because yeah. I'm sure the bulk of the audience might not know who you are. I'm sure plenty of people do out there who are who have their ears to the ground <laughs> do know who you are. Yeah. But for those who don't know, who is Jerkachu? I'm Jerrica. I've been playing video games before I could read. Um, that's a true story. I remember my mother having to navigate like menus and like you'd put in like, I guess, pick what level you wanted to play on. Mm. And I had to have my mother help me with that. What were some of those, ga- those games? It's sort of embarrassing, but I was, it was a fishing game for the Sega Genesis. Okay. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I feel like back then when you were a kid, you'd play whatever you can get. I was literally playing whatever my mother could find. So, um, but I played a lot of Sonic as a child. Hell so, yeah. you know, I was, a, I was a Sega kid growing up. Heck yeah. Um, but yeah, I enjoy long walks on the beach. Maybe short, shorter ones. Not long ones. Mm-hmm. That I'll like sand in my feet um, or in Same. my toes. Uh, but yeah, I, I eat a breakfast burrito occasionally. I'm a simple gal, you know, playing games, uh, hanging out with my dog and my girlfriend. Heck yeah. 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 Awesome. And you also are a big kind of funny listener. Yes. Right? I Which am. is one of the big reasons why you're here mm-hmm. is I believe, what, about a year or so ago, Greg did the rounds of doing the community podcast. Yeah. And your podcast is one of the podcasts that he hopped on. And you know the story better than I do because I've only heard it like tangentially from Greg <laughs> mentioning it. But I believe what you were, you happen to be in town. Yeah, there you go. You hit up Greg and Greg was like, oh, come on through. And also, if you're going to come through, host kfgd for a couple of days yeah that was pretty surprising i was like okay i'll try my best um but yeah like i i have a podcast as well mm-hmm. i think that's sort of how i got into everything and really just you know i was lucky to interview greg on that and that was fun what's the name of your podcast uh jk Gaines podcast where people Pod- can find oh yeah you can find us on twitter instagram anywhere at jk Twitch, Gaines podcast. at jk Gaines podcast yes but my co-host kayla um, me and her talk about games every other week because we also have full-time jobs too. So it's really hard. You know, I'm, oh. I'm going to speak from, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of uh, listeners, viewers can agree. Like, you know, I love doing this for fun and it takes all the other time that you have. So when you play games and want to talk about them, it, it can also get exhausting even when you love it so much. Um, but we love it so much that we catch up every other week to talk about what we've been playing um, and really just the news that matters to us each and every week so oh yeah yeah i absolutely love that so like it's it's so fun hearing you talk about this because immediately it brings me back to doing okbs because you mentioned <laughs> having a full-time job and before i was wor- working at kind of funny mm-hmm. right i did okbs on the side that was my own website and podcast and youtube channel that you know i was working on with friends and it was that similar thing of we love talking about video games so much and we had such a passion of, for making content and like yeah. hanging out that we would dedicate 
are I was going to say Thursdays because Thursdays is when we sh- shot the podcast, but really it was like every weekday because we did podcasts, we did video essays on YouTube, we did articles, we would do the whole thing. And that was entirely our free time, right? And that came about because, you know, we were all big fans of video game content in general. Like I was listening to so much kind of funny. I know um, Alex Van Aken was uh, as well, but then also we watched Giant Bomb and Game Informer and these different spots that we ended up uh, finding jobs at, right? And we ended up like inf- infiltrating the, the the industry. And so, yeah, it's really awesome to hear that, you know, you make content on the side. How long have you been doing this podcast? Um, me and Kayla have been doing the show for three years now. And uh, recently, like if you go and look at some of our latest stuff, we're, we took a little bit of a break because at the beginning of the year, we actually did a show just recapping the last of us hbo because we're big last of us fans oh yeah so we had to go through and we um you'll see it on the if you follow us on twitter it's called clickerbait one of my oh that's yeah, really good it's, it's that's pretty really good, good. One, of, one of my friends of our show todd actually came up with that title and so i gotta give him some credit but it was um a new sort of project for us because we never recapped a tv show and it's a whole mm. different type of way of talking about like i guess because we're not playing it we're just watching it and like trying to predict what people would think about the show that have maybe not played the games so mm. that was good so definitely should yeah. check it out so jk games podcast is like yes. your main thing main you thing. have clickerbait as well mm-hmm. are you do you have other stuff as well like is this a <laughs> an outlet do you have a family of content going on or it seems to be growing i don't know where these children of shows are coming from but um could be one day but right now those are the two shows that we are currently uh producing hell yeah and so more questions for you, which okay. now this is turning into an interview. But I'm ready. What is, do you have a, a goal? Like, do you have a, that I want to get hired someday? Or is this a, a passion? Is this something that you are doing because you love doing it in the free time? I think uh, yes to both of those things. Um, obviously, like, we just, I love it so much. And just in my free time, like, I love geeking out about the news and, like, the niche things that only our community would want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just always fun to predict and, you know, get hyped about games that are coming out that have been out um and then just with the last of us honestly between me and kayla we're just such big fans and with the plethora of things that are hopefully coming with the last of us um we just want to sort of capitalize on that and sort of do we talked about the last of us so much on our show we're like okay we need a separate Mm, (laughs) avenue to talk about the last of us i mean that's similar to okay (laughs) beasts our friends would make fun of us i think barrett was probably included in making fun of us for this but we would launch a billion podcasts because (laughs) we would realize that like one it was good for separating out conversation and like basically what we would do is if there was a big video game release and this is me giving y'all free game if y'all want to steal this but (laughs) when there would be like a big new release, we would start a podcast about it. And so when Breath of the Wild came out, we started a podcast called Breath of the Wild. And when uh, Mario Odyssey came out, we started a podcast called New Donk City Radio. And we would call them limited run podcasts because- What was the Apex Legends one? Um, I think it was Jump Masters? Yeah, yeah. that sounds right. Okay. Because it was, it was a playoff of the like the Jump Masters. Y'all thing, were coming right? out with a new podcast every other week. Oh, yeah. I think we had an Anthem <laughs> podcast nice. as well. Oh, okay. Anthem. Yeah, we had an Ooh. Anthem podcast. Um. And we, our first one that we did was Overwatched, which terrible name, but it was us getting started. Like 2016 was the apex of all of it, no pun intended. Um, but we would do it because turns out people who are big fans of a singular game, right? Like they don't necessarily want to listen to a video game podcast that's recapping news or recapping like a different thing. They want to listen to something that is about that specific thing that they love. And so, yeah, I think the fact that you guys are doing a Last of Us recap podcast 
very smart, but also, yeah, it helps to have deeper and better conversations about this thing that you want to talk about and this thing that you love. And so, again, free game for people out there. Um, great way, great way to get engagement. And then also, like, a fun way to just make more content if you're crazy and want to make a billion pieces of content. Um, <laughs> but, Jerrica, what is another question for you, right? Okay. Again, I want to give you all the free promo as possible. Let's go. What is the one episode or the one piece of content from you guys that people should check out if they want to check out JK Games? I really, uh, there's a few, but some of our most popular episodes are actually going to be like, uh, we have like segments and they're, um, I think we called them console chatter. And we go back and just reminisce about, because me and Kayla have a little bit of an age difference between us. So mm -hmm. I grew up playing like Sega, um, you know, I had my N64 and for her, it's like she's the GameCube. Game the, the GameCube. Oh, okay. No, so no, no. Yeah, she's, she's a little bit younger than you're, me. You guys are like the Greg and Blessing. <laughs> yeah, basically. So I have to um, educate her with some of the games of the the elders. Um, I love that in your case, like N64 is the elders. Yeah, you know, right. Because like I get young for, or I get I get called young for being like, oh yeah, I love the N64 was my first console. Yeah. Meanwhile, Greg's out here playing Pong on his <laughs> first console. But yeah, we, we have a console chatter episodes or one of the popular ones and we talk about GameCube. Um, Sega, I think, was one of those in there. Um, Dreamcast even. And then on top of that, I used to I like to have guests on our show. So like we have a plethora of friends that also like talk about games and some of our most popular episodes are ones also with our friend Josh. Um, he is our Nintendo expert. I have to have him on all the time um, to talk about Nintendo. Um, but just really and we usually have like a costume that, you know, with Mario, he was dressed as Mario. Um, we have a new show that we're going to produce um, in a couple of weeks, I hope. That's him explaining Final Fantasy. Just a Hell blanket yeah. statement. Just uh, helping just what me. is this? What's I've, going on I, in this I've, franchise? I have played Final Fantasy. I've played a few games. Um, but, uh, you know, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not the best at... Um, you know, explaining what is a Final Fantasy game, but he is an expert at that as well. I don't think the creators of Final Fantasy are good <laughs> explaining what a Final Fantasy <laughs> game is. And so, yeah, like, that that makes sense. My one question, my one last question okay. before we get into the show, and this is a question that I, I try to ask every guest that we have on, okay. what is your favorite game of all time? It's going to have to be, I thought about you, you know, you sort of prefaced me with this, and obviously, like, I love The Last of Us, but my my favorite game of all time, and it's, it's the trilogy, is Mass Effect. The whole trilogy is my favorite. I can't really pick one of But them. if you had to. Oh, God. Uh, I'd have to say the first one, over, be, just because they laid such a great foundation of what that story is, and they really, like, separated themselves from, I don't know, the other sci-fi games that were maybe out at the time. Mm -hmm. um, and it was just so cool to be able to make my own Commander Shepard and make all the decisions. You know, I was all, I can never be a renegade. I can never be bad. I don't oh, want yeah. to so bad, but I, can, I just can't. I can't let that happen. I feel that. Mass Effect, great choice. Ugh. I played Mass Effect for the first time, what, like a year or two ago? Yeah. Whenever they put out the Legendary Edition, Which I played amazing. Mass Effect for the I'm first so time. I'm so glad a lot of other people yeah. got to play and finally. I yeah. like, and I still got to go back and finish Mass Effect 2 because I got halfway to it. But yeah. that might be to your point, that Ooh. Mass Effect 1 might be the best. Yes. It was so easy to get through. Yep. I enjoyed it. <laughs> but Jerrica, enough about Mass Effect. Enough about you. Let's talk about Nintendo because today's <laughs> stories included Nintendo Direct is happening. Your predictions for it and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily 
Remember, you can use Epic Creator Code kind of funny on all Epic Store and Epic in-game purchases like Rocket League and Fortnite to help support the channel. To be a part of the show, head to kindoffunny.com slash KFGD to get you to uh, write in with your questions, squad ups, and more. And remember, patreon.com slash kindoffunny will get you the show ad-free plus a bevy of bonus content. Housekeeping for you, a new episode of The Blessing Show is premiering today at 11 a.m. Pacific time, right after this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's all about PlayStation's live service games. It's the season finale wrapping up this year's episode, so tune in at 11 a.m. on the dot for a jam-packed episode. If you're watching this live right now, of course, we're going to get to the end of this episode, and then we're going we're gonna to just usher right into that to the, the Blessing Show episode. Barrett's got his finger on the redirect button, but also just click over and watch it just in case that doesn't work, right? Yeah. Like, let's YouTube, all watch it YouTube together. YouTube kids, uh, hopefully the redirect works and it just takes you right to the Blessing Show. And Twitch kids, you can just uh, stay where you are because we'll also play it live for y'all on Twitch. Yeah, but also if you're on Twitch, just give us the click. Give us yeah. the view. Just click over, give us the view, and then watch it on Twitch and then hang out with the stream. Watch it on boys both afterwards. and have audios from both videos playing at the same time. Just make it a game for yourself. See yeah. if you can sync up the audios from both tabs and have it sound like i'm just i'm just one one super being of voice audio coming through at you you know what i mean you know what i mean barrett <laughs> you know what yeah, i mean i know what you mean uh and then you know of course the blessed show is fun the blessed show is a great time but if you want to have a really great time tomorrow wednesday june 21st the kind of funny x cast will host Todd Howard from Bethesda Game Studios to talk all things Starfield. Uh, if you want to get involved and ask any questions to Todd about the game, write in to kindoffunny.com slash xcast. Heck yeah. That's really cool. That's, uh, that's really cool. That's very cool. I wish PS Love you can do the cool things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Only person we can get is Greg Miller for some reason. <laughs> uh, thank you to our Patreon producers, Casey Andrew, Delaney Twining, and James Hastings. Today we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have four stories today. A Baker's Dozen! Starting with our number one. One, it's great to see your chat popping off for Todd Howard, as they should. You know, Todd <laughs> Howard, a.k.a. God, God Howard, is what they call him in the streets. Nice. You know? Every now and then he releases a Fallout 76 and then they call him Todd Howard. But I, this, will be, this will be his God Howard moment, you would yeah. hope, for Starfield. And so welcome back, God Howard. Uh, story number one, a new Nintendo Direct is happening tomorrow. This is tweeted by at Nintendo America on Twitter this morning. Uh, they tweeted out, tune in on June 21st at 7 a.m. Pacific time for a Nintendo Direct live stream featuring roughly 40 minutes of information focused mainly on Nintendo Switch titles launching this year, including new details on Pikmin 4. Jerrica, how excited are you for a new Nintendo Direct? I'm excited because this one is, you know, around it's Game Fest time or the end of it, but it is around that time. So I hope it is going to be like a big showcase to what could also come this year. Mm. I know they mentioned Pikmin 4, which I'm so really excited for. I love Pikmin. Like I haven't played one in a while. I know that knows sounds like, hey, how can you be a fan? We haven't played one in a while. I haven't played one like on my it hasn't had any kind of switch mm -hmm. um a, i guess remaster or anything like that so i'm just excited to be able to play it on my switch um but yeah i i hope we have a surprise that's for something that comes this year what what would that surprise be for you because that's what i've been trying to rack my 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 brain with right is mm -hmm. what could come through this year from nintendo that would feel like a substantial fall title because you know you mentioned that we got pikmin coming through right pikmin is coming out in july there's pokemon dlc but then other than that, there, we don't really have much from Nintendo announced for this year. Is there anything that comes to mind for what could hit in 2023? 
I would actually like what, what my hope would be that we see some kind of. So I, I recently got into Tears of the Kingdom. I hear that's a pretty good game. It's decent. It's all right. <laughs> and I, I'm sure I'm going to be playing that for the rest of the year. But ultimately, I'm having such a good time with it. And, you know, I've, I've played a few um, Zelda titles, but one of my favorites is Wind Waker. And I still can't play that on my Switch. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like a, a big hype moment. But for me, like being able to play Wind Waker on the Switch would be a really good and uh, hype announcement for me or at least maybe do what they did with was it the mario 3d like oh the super the, mario like 3d all stars i don't know if they do something like that with zelda or that would just, be so sick that's what i'd like to see um or if I, just i need wind waker because i think Switch. the big things are wind waker and twilight princess yep you know those are the games that came to wii u they have hd versions They're of those games already mainline <laughs> games that are not available to play on switch it will make so much sense you know now that we're past tears of the kingdom and we're going into a fall and we don't there's a there's a lot of questions we have with nintendo right now in fact i'm going to bring in a, a question <laughs> from manic pixel who writes in the kind of funny.com slash kfgd just like you can and says uh hey gang we have, a, we have a Nintendo Direct coming tomorrow. Where are we putting our hype levels for this? It feels like the Switch is winding down, but Nintendo is on a come up at the moment. Is tomorrow going to make the case for Nintendo's future, however that looks? Or is this just going to announce a couple of games to keep some level of momentum while they set the table for the future? And I think that is where I'm at with this, is what is going to be the purpose of this Nintendo Direct? That's usually how I go into any sort of showcase with um, uh, in terms of setting my expectation, what is this going to do? For a lot of these Summer Game Fest slash E3 season showcases, I go into them thinking, okay, you're going to set the table for the rest of the year. You're going to set the tone. You're going to lay out what the next 12 months looks like looks like for your platform, right? For Nintendo, what what really is the next 12 months? Are we going to get a next iteration of a Switch or a new console generation, let's say by this time next year? And if that's the case, are you are you then trying to wind down is it going to be filler stuff because you're saving the big hitters for whenever that new console hits right is it going to be yeah the twilight princesses and the wind wakers of the world is it going to be pikmin is it going to be do we get a metroid prime 4 because that would be the big exciting thing or do we see that wait until later for maybe they do make that a cross-gen thing or a launch title for the next switch those those are the questions i have i'm i'm going into this with tempered expectations because i don't know man nintendo directs can be weird them Mm -hmm. talking about um I mean, it's Nintendo, right? But them talking about it being <laughs> them talking about this year, right? We're uh, focused mainly on Nintendo Switch titles launching this year. That means we're going to yeah, get yeah. some shit for next year. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's always what Nintendo <laughs> does is they say this year and then they give us a few titles, titles for next year. Well, I mean, I guess my question to you is, do you have any managing of expectations? Is there like, a, do you feel like there's a cap in terms of what hype could be for this thing for where Nintendo's at? For me personally, like I, I don't think I'm going to be like jumping off uh, the counter, you know, saying yeah. like, oh my God, that was so amazing. Um, I, I think the next, like speaking to your point with, you know, the potential of a new console at some point could be a nice reveal here. But I, to your point too, also just the games that are they waiting to release yeah. and promote those games closer to that launch of the new console. Um, but really, like, I could see a new Mario this year. Like, God, I would love it so I much. Could, I could see that being a surprise. Um, but what's coming next year, I have no idea. Like, Yeah. It's tough, because I think regarding a new console, I don't think we get that at a, at a direct, right? Like, I think by the time we get that announced, it would be a 
specified hey we are doing a new console announcement or we wake up one morning and there's just a big new commercial <laughs> <laughs> that is the Swiss, same as the switch commercial where it's people like playing a thing on a console and then they pop it out and it's like oh, oh. it's an ipad oh that's really cool like i think it would be one of those i would be some i would be surprised if we got like a big announcement like that for a direct that also is them saying hey and you'll get more details on pikmin you know i think if we're gonna get something as big as a console they wouldn't even preface with that i think they would be like hey tune into this direct um of course I asked the world out there about their <laughs> Nintendo Direct predictions, right? I put out a tweet, and a lot of you guys wrote in. A lot of you guys have a lot to say about what to expect at this at this Nintendo Direct, and so I I brought up or I, I brought in a, quite a few write-ins uh, into the doc, and I'm, I want to start with Kyle Best, who wrote in and says Xenoblade Chronicles X is still trapped and suffering uh, in imprisonment on the Wii U. The time has come for Nintendo to set that beauty free on the Switch. Also, I feel a shadow drop of Metroid Prime Two in my bones. How do you feel? Are you a Xenoblade Chronicles person? I'm not. Mm-hmm. No. I know nothing about it. I just know it looks really cool. It looks it, like it something look I really should cool. try, but haven't it, have it played it. Do you, um, where do you stand on the Wii U ports? Right? Because that's been a big thing with the Switch over the years. Nintendo's done a pretty great job of taking games from that platform, porting them onto the Switch, and giving us the definitive um, uh, versions of those. The, as, we've gotten, as we've gotten further, it feels like we're running out of um, Wii U titles, but Xenoblade Chronicles X would be a big one right i could see it if that's what people are wanting then yes like if i I, to be honest like i didn't realize as much was available for the wii u to be completely transparent like Mm. i bought the wii u to play wind waker that was that was the reason i got it um so it is surprising that you know there's still games that we don't have available to play on the switch yet like from older generations yeah metroid prime 2 is also a very interesting one i believe the rumors have been that Metroid Prime Remastered, the one that we just got, was the one that Nintendo was putting in the work mm-hmm. for, and that was going to be a, hey, this is a remaster, but also it's kind of a remake, because we're really going in and prettying this thing up. From what people have talked about with Metroid Prime 2, it seems like that might be more of a Metroid Prime 2 and 3 bundle that is straight up more of a port than what they did for Metroid uh, Prime. And so I would expect that. I would think that. But also, if they did that, I would... That's where I start thinking, oh, maybe Metroid Prime 4 is coming sooner than we thought. Yeah. If, you know, you're going to do the back-to-back Metroid drops. That's a, that would make me think that maybe we get Metroid Prime 4 either this fall or next year. Yeah, I didn't think about it like that. No. Uh, GhostHand7 writes in to kindoffunny.com slash KHD and says, Hey, KHD hosts, rumors are stating a new 2D Mario and a new SNES remake a la Live Alive. Uh, what would be your SNES remake once? Chrono Trigger aside, I would want a link to the past similar to Link's Awakening. No. <laughs> Barrett immediately says no. <laughs> I, I, you can't redo A Link to the Past art style. It is so fucking beautiful, even to this day. If you're going to remake it, mm. do it more like an H, uh, HD 2D kind of situation. I, I don't mm. want that beautiful pixel art to be translated, translated to Link's Awakening. Link's Awakening remake, which is a very cute art style. Don't get me wrong, but uh, there's just something special about Link to the Past. Yeah. But also, give me fucking Chrono Trigger. Give it to me, bless. That's my thing. Is my, two an- my two answers for what I'd want out of a SNES remake would be Chrono Trigger in the HD 2D style or Earthbound uh, in the HD 2D style. I know Nintendo is owns Earthbound, and so that's a weird thing, but I don't. there could be a situation where they partner with Square Enix on it to make it happen, and I think that would be a beautiful universe to live in. I would absolutely love an Earthbound um, remake. Free, are there any SNES remakes that you want? Um, strangely enough, like I have always, this is technically on the N64, but you know, its original was on SNES, was Pilot Wings. Oh, <laughs> shit. 
<laughs> like I remember playing that so much, um, even on my Super Nintendo or um, N64, both of them. I just, I like aviation games. Like that is a side note for me. I'd love to learn to like fly a plane. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. I <laughs> This is gonna be a this is a huge sidebar. I know, a very sorry. huge no. This, I'm about to, I'm about to take us <laughs> into a very different direction. This morning, as I was prepping KHD, I get a text in my friend group chat, and it's my friend Sarah. And Sarah's like, "Hey, for the men in this group chat, if <laughs> if you're on a plane and somebody came to you and asked you, hey, can you land this plane? And you have the assistance of somebody like people on the ground, like flight assistants, like telling, walking you through it. Do you think you could land that plane? And immediately, I was like, yes. Do you I, think you could do that? Absolutely. I do. I played a I lot like, of flight simulators. So. I was like 100%. My, my friend Yusuf, who's in the chat, also <laughs> was like, yeah, like if somebody's walking me through it for sure. And then all the women in the, women in the chat were like, no, like that is ma male toxicity at its finest. But I'm like, if somebody's <laughs> coaching me through it, yeah. it's buttons and levers. I can figure this shit we out. Play, we've played games forever. That's so what I'm it's, saying. It's similar. We got buttons and levers in here, Bless. I yeah. can walk you through how to run a show. That's what I'm saying. Like... <laughs> Put me, put me in the cockpit. Like, let's let, me, go. let me land that but goddamn at the same plane. Time, I don't know if I want you in this cockpit. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> Barry, do you think you can land a plane if somebody's on the ground walking you through it on, your, on no. radio? <laughs> Come on, man. Not, man. Oh. You could do it. I'm too stressed out enough to run a, a, a show here. I guess you also have. I'm not flying a plane into like in control of people's lives. Are you insane? Okay, but let's let's say they take out the passengers. This is just you on this plane. It's just me. It's just you on this plane. Pilot's got to go down with the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I'm landing that thing, man. I'm yeah. landing it. Yeah. But yeah, okay, cool. I'm glad that'd we be, solved this. That'd be pretty dope. Uh, Skywalkup writes in to kindoffunny.com slash khd and says, uh, Blast, Blast, Blast asks for predictions for the Nintendo Direct. I am here with clown makeup in my briefcase to predict that Hollow Knight Silk Song will have a nice little release date revealed. Erica, do you believe it? There's always a chance. I would love for it to be there finally to know if it's coming out this year. Mm -hmm. um, just because it is a, one of my picks. We do the fantasy critic. Oh, yeah. Every, it's all, it was my number one pick. Yeah, also. it's my number one, too. And, oh, I, hell yeah. and what's funny. We're both screwed here. <laughs> I was like, I really need it to come out so I could win um, or get caught up. So, I mean, it, once again, I think it, there's, a, there's always a chance. I like to stay optimistic. I'm going to say no, not a chance. And like, this comes from just the fact that not that long ago, the dev mentioned that. They're taking longer on the game than okay. expected, and I, I and you know I don't think I don't think it's not going to come out this year. Like I don't think it's impossible for them to, for them to come out and say, "Hey, no, we, we've nailed it. It's coming out this fall." But I don't know if they put a date on it um, soon after being like, "Hey, we we need more time on this." I think they don't put a date on it until they're they're definitely sure. Um, and yeah, like I, I I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be a fun surprise. But I'll be very surprised if we if we if we saw it. Um, Psycho Retros writes in and says the trend has shown that the earlier direct is in the day uh, in the day here in the states, the more Japanese focused the direct will be. So my prediction is that there will be way too many JRPGs for one presentation, and there will be one big game that pops uh, the fans in the West. My prediction and hope is something Mario platformer related, 3D or 2D, I don't care. <laughs> so this is an interesting one. That was one that that's one that I thought about a little bit too. The fact that this direct is happening earlier in the day than i'd personally like because i've gotten word from tim gettys that he's working on it he's trying to figure out if we're gonna if we're gonna react on it but it seems like um, okay, he says he says yes we're working out the details but yes we're gonna react to this nintendo direct tomorrow <laughs> and so yeah when it's happening at 7 a.m it makes me wonder how how directed toward the west it could be um 
But yeah, like and regarding a Mario platformer, I think that would be the slam dunk. Yeah. You know, you're coming off of the Mario movie. There's all this Mario hype in the world. It's been a while since we've gotten a big new Mario game, right? Mario Odyssey was 2017. And then quite a few years ago, we got the um, Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, which is a really cool thing. I feel like it's time for a new mainline Mario. It is time. I could definitely see that coming out later this year, around the holidays. That'd be a good time, right? Do you have a preference between 2D and 3D? Nope. I don't care. I'll play any Mario game. Once again, yeah. also not a great historian when it comes to talking about Mario, but I, I love the games. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bull Borden writes in and says, please, for the love of God, give me the Wind Waker and Twilight Princess ports. It's all I've wanted for years. But more realistically, <laughs> we'll probably get Tears of the Kingdom DLC. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Tears of the Kingdom DLC. Do you think we see it? Oh, I mean, we could, but for me personally, I hope not, because I it's still taking me forever to beat it. Mm. <laughs> um, it's There's a lot of... Com- I feel like, I you know, when I play Breath of the Wild, like, obviously a lot to do in that game, too. But I feel like Tears of the Kingdom has now been multiplied by three times oh, as yeah. much stuff. So I don't know. Like, is there a need for DLC this soon? Or could that... Or are they just trying to, like, ride the coattails of it as... I can, possible. I can see I an argument know. both ways. Yeah. I think people expect DLC because Breath of the Wild had DLC. Yep. And like they had two drops for DLC um, that year after um, Breath of the Wild. I remember the motorcycle. Yeah, and the yeah. motorcycle was so cool. And I remember <laughs> like I, I really liked, I believe it was the Champions Ballad. That was the whole new quest and the whole yeah. new dungeon and stuff that um, you got at the end of that year. I love that. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and so I think there's the expectation. But yeah, I'm with you that. Tears of the Kingdom has so much content in it already, and it feels so complete. And I'm sure if you really wanted to, you can add more stuff to it. But mm-hmm. do, what, what does that do a service to Tears of the Kingdom? Does Tears of the Kingdom really need more content when it is already so content-filled? I could see maybe if you want to add more to the depths. You know, yeah. I think the depths Ooh. is like the one thing where I'm like, I, I really like the depths. But I, do too. I could see what? I could see the case that it might be lacking for unique content a little bit. You know, they have some quests down there, but there's so much more you can fit in there, and so. I think that could be cool. That'd be a really right? good. Yeah, I'm down. Depths of me. the kingdoms. So yeah, that, that don't sounds, let me name something. Okay, but like, well, that sounds perfect to me. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I think there's a chance. I think it'd be cool to see uh, Tears of the Kingdom DLC. I do think at this point, it's more likely that we see Wind Waker and Twilight Princess. Because I, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, chat. I think Breath of the Wild DLC got announced pretty early. Yes. Um, I think it might have been before. Or the game the, even the, came out, yeah, or something like that, yeah, and it, like they didn't get revealed of what the DLCs were until I think like Game Awards or whatever. But yeah, I, I feel like if they were gonna do DLC, they would have. And it well, took them- the, the DLC, so the DLC came out pretty quickly because it was Breath of the Wild came out in the spring. Mm. The first pack of the DLC came out in the summer, and then the Champions Ballad yeah. was like that at winter. Game Awards because yeah, I think Game I Awards that. was where they like announced. And like release it shortly after they they announced it. And then the next day I had to go into work at IGN and be like, all right, I've already like captured and recorded all this gameplay for the new Zelda stuff. Um, So, yeah. Yeah. And people are saying a month before launch is when we got the DLC announcement. And so because, yeah, you had to buy like a um, like a season pass type type deal for it, too, if you wanted all the DLC with it. And so, yeah, that's the other thing is them not announcing DLC already. Does that mean we're not going to get DLC? I think there's a chance Mm. of that, but we shall see. Um, Last one for this, though. We got a fun little activity here from Kirkland, who writes in, and they write in with a fact or cap for me and you, Jerrica. Okay. They have a list of things, and I believe the only options we can give for each of these predictions is a fact or cap. Okay. All right. So they start off with a Pikmin 4 deep dive, main focus of the show. 
I think this that's fact. I would say fact. Yeah. Right. Like they, they they said as much that we'll see Pikmin there. Pikmin is their big is their next big release. I'll think that yeah, that is the main focus, and we get some sort of deep dive because we've already seen plenty of Pikmin. I feel like <laughs> we just got a trailer <laughs> where they showed off the character creator. If they're gonna have Pikmin here, then they're gonna get in the Duffy and they're gonna show us <laughs> some nitty gritty details. Next up, no less than six Stardew Valley slash Harvest Moon slash Animal Crossing style games shown. A lot. I feel like that's a lot. How many were at that fall Nintendo Direct where we were making fun of it that there are that many that okay, there are well, so many farm games? Because oh. I don't think it couldn't have been more than six, right? <laughs> I'm gonna say cap on that one. Okay, yeah, me too. Uh, Square Enix reveals an unannounced JRPG along with two of the aforementioned farming games. <laughs> JRPG from the '90s gets the live alive treatment. I don't know enough about this one to give. I I don't know. I'm gonna say fact. Okay. I think we get yeah, like maybe um, a 2D HD game, and then we get one of the one of the um, phrases that comes up pretty frequently during these reactions is that well, Square Enix just be making games. They just be putting stuff out, and I swear to every direct they they announce a new title where I'm like, that's not a real game. That's not a real title. What they gave us like Everyday Life <laughs> last year. <laughs> they gave us they gave us hella games. I'm gonna say yes. We get one of those. Okay. We get multiple of those. In fact, I think we get multiple of those. Um. Next up, we have ads for no less than five games already released. It, de- mm. it depends on how you define ads. Because like, uh, I don't I think promotions, right? Or yeah, like, are we, but are we talking snippet? about like DLC or additional content? Because directs yeah. don't usually just have random commercials Mm-mm. for games that have already come out, right? Usually yeah. it is, oh, and also you're going to get this bonus thing. Yeah, I'm, I don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm going to say cap. Next up, Star Wars Hunters gets released it. Do you remember Star Wars Hunters? I do not. I vaguely remember it. It's like, I believe, like a PvP okay. uh, Star Wars game that's like okay. a little bit um, smaller scale. That If you asked me, I would have said, oh, yeah, surely that came out already. <laughs> I'm going to say no. <laughs> I'm going to say no and that there's something going on over there. I think that might be Aspire. Uh, next up, we got Professor Layden and the new world of Steam um, gameplay shown. Okay, they're really proud of it. Um yeah, they write yes. in here that they're they're really proud of it. I guess that's like somebody <laughs> coming up, like a talking head comes up and says, oh, and we're really proud of this one. Yes. Well, if they're proud about it, yeah, sure. I don't know. I'll say Maybe. sure. Yeah. Yeah. Next up, ARMS 2 is announced. <laughs> and they're also really proud of it, <laughs> according to, to Kirkland. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't really remember the uh, ARMS 2. Or ARMS. I, never, I, I actually didn't play ARMS. Were you a big ARMS p- player? I no, I wanted to be. Okay. I was looking forward to Arms because yeah. I was a big fan of Wii Boxing. Okay, and I was like, "Oh, Arms just looks like the, the evolution <laughs> of Wii Boxing." And then I started playing Arms, and I was like, "This, I'm not feeling this." Sure, there's a lot of long arms, right? Yeah, okay. exactly. Yeah. The arms were <laughs> they're too long. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, could that could that happen? Like, I mean, I don't, I don't, Nintendo. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Nintendo. Nintendo's right. weird. Okay, so it could happen. I'm gonna say cap though. I don't think we see it. I don't think. I think so if we either. see Arms too. It'll be for the next Switch generation. <laughs> I, think they, I think they save ARMS 2 for the next console. Yeah. And part of that is due to our next news story, but we'll get there in a second. <laughs> um, we'll do a couple more of these. Yeah. DLC for Fire Emblem Engage. I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm going to say fact <laughs> for that one. A second Bayonetta Origins game is announced. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's a little too soon, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know enough about how they're treating Bayonetta Origins. because they, they announced sure. that the last one... I'll, and I'll never remember the title for it. It was yep. like Bayonetta Origins Cerveza or something like that. Yeah, and I, I think it was one of my picks. For your yes. fantasy thing? How yeah. did it do for you? 
I think it did well. I never okay. played it, but I was like, I, I anytime I see Bayonetta, I'm like, okay, that might be a safe, safe yeah. bet here. Well, Bayonetta three came out last mm-hmm. fall. Yep. Bayonetta Origins came out this last spring. That's pretty quick. Yeah, it's it's a lot of Bayonetta coming through. But I, I think you would ass, you would assess how the first one does before you greenlight a second one. And so I'm gonna say cap. Um, and then we can probably end with this one. Uh, metaphor re Fantasio coming to Switch. I don't know what that is. So it is the um, the new game from the Persona team that worked on Persona 3, 4, and 5. Okay. Um, that like has sort of that similar art Ooh, style, right? Okay. Big, new, uh, cool-looking RPG. It was announced at the Xbox Game Showcase. Yeah. Um, it's one that I'm excited for and that Michael High and my roommate is probably going crazy over. Ooh. Um, I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no. Just because like, this game looks real good. I don't know. I'm, I mean, SMT5 was a Switch exclusive, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, but SMT, that's my thing, though, is that that was a Switch exclusive. This is coming to modern platforms. Okay. And, like, you would have to downgrade the, like, the fidelity of this a lot, which they could do. You know, plenty of games do that, but. I'm trying to remember, uh, what was the futuristic sci-fi one that came out, like, a oh, year or two Oh, Astral ago? Chain? No, oh. it, from Atlas. I'm, I'm blanking on it. Um, I don't think that ever came to Switch. Are you talking about, um... The one that we played a little bit last fall, and yeah, then... and it was like a sequel to like an old Atlas oh. uh, game as well. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. I cannot remember the name of it to save my life. I'm it was like, fa- was it Phantom something? Soul Hackers. Soul Hackers. Soul That's Hackers. what it was. I'm trying. To, I don't know if Soul Hackers ever came to Switch. So it, it's it's really hard to predict what Atlas is gonna do when it comes to, I don't know, putting their games everywhere. We have a, a couple more added from Barrett that I like here. Persona Three. Barrett mentions that Persona Three Reload and Five Tactica will be there. Which I agree with. I nice think that makes little, a lot of sense. Yeah. And then Barrett also mentions Donkey Kong 64 for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> Which, please. That's my other thing is what do they end up adding to Switch online? Yeah, that could be a, a good um, addition for Probably sure. Probably more Game Boy Advance games. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Give people Golden Sun finally. Uh, yeah, we still... They teased the Oracle games for Game Boy at the beginning of the year or late last year and those haven't come yet so i think those are a good uh probably update guarantee but yeah man dk64 give it to me give it to me give it to me right now i'm still getting my old switch ready for my dad uh that i'm gonna gift it to him in a couple months and i would love if you know when he when it's ready for him it has dk64 on there because he also loves it and i would like for him to play it again heck yeah yeah here's dad loves dk64 <laughs> and i love when you guys go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games you can go and get the show ad free and speaking of ads let us tell you about our sponsors this episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. it's so easy to get caught up in what everyone else needs from you and never take a moment to think about what you need from yourself I know this from experience, how often it just seems easier to care about others and to keep it moving. But when we spend all of our time giving, it can leave us feeling stretched thin and burnt out. Therapy can give you the tools to find more balance in your life so you can keep supporting others without leaving yourself behind. Some of my very best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. 
That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash kind of funny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back with breaking news. Uh, Immortals of Avium has been delayed. This comes directly from uh, the dev. They uh, write here, uh, hey, battle mages. Your reactions to Immortals of Avium over the past few weeks has been incredibly inspiring. From our trailer at the PlayStation Showcase and the recent hands-on previews to the latest gameplay reveal and being named one of the most anticipated games from Summer Game Fest. Uh, It's been amazing. As you know, this is our first game as a self-funded independent studio. We set out five years ago to ambitiously, ambitiously make an original magic FPS in a new fantasy world. Along the way, we worked through a pandemic built a new team, developed on Unreal Engine 5.1, and pushed the boundaries of what we thought was possible. Now, the finish line is in sight. The recent feedback of the game proves to us what we already felt, that Immortals Vavium is something special. In order to realize our full vision, we're going to take a a few extra weeks making our new launch date Tuesday, August 22nd. This will give us time to further polish the game, finish optimizing on all platforms, and deliver a strong launch. We owe it to ourselves, and uh, we owe it to you to get this right. Stay tuned for more info about the game in the coming weeks, and thank you for taking part in this journey with us, Brett and the Ascendant team. What, what's been your anticipation for Immortals Vavium? I really don't know. I don't know what to expect playing it, but the trailers have been really amazing. Um, almost some, sometimes I almost feel like it's too good to be true, and it looks way interesting, way more interesting than I initially thought. But ultimately, like with this um, announcement, I'm I'm thankful they are delaying it because I what for a new it's a new IP right yeah. like it's a new thing and really with anything like that I would want to make sure that everything is perfect before it comes out. Yeah, and I I think that hits the, the nail on the head right there right the fact that it's a new game new IP EA original right this is a something that. You know, a lot, I think I feel like a lot of people haven't had on their list just because you look at the games that are coming out throughout the year and it's Armored Core 6, Spider-Man 2, right? The Tears of the King, games that are big games from big IP that people already have this built-in anticipation for. Immortals of Avium is coming through and you're launching this thing in the middle of a packed year and you want to get it right, right? You don't want to put it out in a state where people are going to pick on the bugs, people are going to pick on the performance, people are going to pick on parts of it that feel unfinished. You want it to come, You want it to come out and have that it takes two type reception, right? Yeah. Where that's that that was another EA original that came out and was game of the year and did so well for what that program was. Mm-hmm. I think you really want to make sure that Immortals of Avium comes out in the best day possible, right? Mm-hmm. To hopefully achieve that status. But of course, the one and only Greg Miller has gotten to play Immortals of Avium already. Hours of Immortals. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. Thank you. Hours of Immortals of Avium. How are you, Blessing? Doing good. good. How are you doing? Okay. Welcome to the yeah. show. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Jerica. Hi. Pleasure to meet yeah. you. How are you? Are <laughs> oh, you doing great? Uh, yeah. So this is an interesting one because I can even watch there this dance. Uh, I think hater isn't the right word, mm-hmm. but I've been 
among the biggest, like, oh, this game? What's this game? Every time it pops up, oh, I don't remember this. Oh, it's the Magic thing. And Mike's like, yeah, it's from Call of Duty. Ex-Call of Duty, guys. It's Magic. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. That's not my thing, right? And I've talked at length about, you know, I think it looks like it's got the color palette of Godfall. I think mm-hmm. it looks like it's Ghostwire Tokyo Magic. I think it sounds at points like Forspoken. Yeah. And it was that thing where I was like, cool, here are three games that missed the mark. This game clearly is going to miss the mark too, it feels like, right? Uh, getting to go play it, get hands-on with it, I left that demo, and I kept saying, uh, and I've said on Gamescast, right, that I found it to be endearing. You know what I mean? There is something there. You know, Brett talks about in his letter there, you know, clearly we're on to something here. And I think that there is something there. They gave this great presentation, described that, hey, you know, we're trying to make an MCU film. That's what we're doing here. We're having this, we're having fun in this universe. We're building our own world. And getting in there, I thought the powers were enjoyable. Obviously, you know, it is far range shotgun approach super fast you know what i mean like okay the same thing but then there is some heart to the characters and the conversations there is a a world there and a story they're trying to tell there i am excited to explore it you're given you know uh, i don't know if you know this about us we're called puzzle poppies yeah and you're giving you now we are yeah we just requested codes for the new dlc by the way oh yeah uh it's one of those, uh, they have their own little thing of like, how do you get into that room to get stuff using your powers? And I thought that was fun to go through and do. It is a studio's first game. I think there are a few things in it that I was like, that's not cool, right? Like you're running around like this the entire time. Oh, yeah. So it's really <laughs> weird that you can't mantle. Mm-hmm. Like you'll jump and then hit the edge and like fall down. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, we'll grab the edge. You got your, it doesn't matter. Um, I'm bummed out by this delay. Yes. I think of course, delay your game, take as much time as you need with it. But when they said, hey, this is a July 20th, I think it was, yeah. right? I was like, oh. What a perfect time, right? You're out before the fall rush. You know, I don't have to worry about Starfield being on top of you. I don't have to worry about Spider-Man. You're out before all that, and you're in a kind of a dead period there. Even though there are no dead periods, there's always amazing games. But in terms of the AAA, what are we looking for? What's going on? Pushing it to August, you start getting closer to all that stuff, right? Like, you are getting closer to Starfield, which I don't think does you any favors. I thought this sounded like, even though there's no dead periods, it reminded me a little bit of what we talked about with Dying Light, yeah. Dead Island, you know, put those out at the beginning of the year. You have a chance to get people in there to give it a shot because they're warming up for stuff. In the summer, when you're in that little bit of a summer lull where it used to only be Madden football, now you could get in there and go with it. August isn't the worst. Take the time you need, but I'm like, oof. I think more time in a dead period is better for this game. Yeah. I mean, you look at July, right? I open up my Blessing Super Fun game release calendar, of course. And July, right? Right in that July 20th spot, you would have been... What you would have been around Viewfinder, right? Which is an indie yeah. title that sure. like a lot. There's a lot of hype for it, right? But you're still talking but about something indie. that has that you know, yeah, that mm-hmm. indie indie um, reception to it. Uh, there's Exo Primal Remnant Two, right? There's Ratchet on PC and Disney Illusion Island. Like July, packed. But I think there's a lot of it, it, it's a lot of games that speak directly to specific kinds of people. Whereas you get into August and yeah, and that. August 22nd spot, you're three days for Armored Core 6. You're, um, you know, you're in the middle of other games like Atlas Fallen and Goodbye Volcano High and Sea of Stars, but then you're only a few weeks away from then Starfield and Liza P and Mortal Kombat 1 <laughs> and Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, and you're getting way close to that fall rush of huge games that are coming through that I think would interfere, interfere with the hype. And I realize it sounds like, oh, you're still weeks away from all this stuff. I think when you mm-hmm. actually get down there and you start talking about the dollars and cents of it, I'm like, okay, I know in September I'm about to buy Starfield, Lies of P, Mortal Kombat, you know, Cyberpunk mm. expand. Like, that's when maybe you are pinching pennies a bit more. Whereas if July, I think you get there and you have money, you haven't bought a game in a while, right? You get jumping and go. I don't know. I am 
tentatively excited for Immortals of Avium. I do not think it's going to be a 9 out of 10. I'd be surprised if it's an 8. I think it's going to be one of those nice women in 7s. I'm going to have a fun time with it. Maybe I play it and I, you know, I'm like, oh, actually, you know what? It, does, it burns out before it ever gets to the end and stuff. But I was looking forward in that time period because it seemed like a good place to sink it. But we'll have to wait and see now. Yeah. Also, my Super Fun Games calendar in the beginning of July, finishing Jedi Survivor. Jesus also, maybe Christ. I'll finally start Dark Souls. <laughs> That's what you July's looking like dreams, man. You're just going to play Street Fighter, you know it. Oh, man, I will play some Street Fighter. I can't wait to play more Street Fighter. Uh, for now, though, let's hop into our proper story number two. Ubisoft says it should have held Mario plus Rabbit sequel for Nintendo's next console. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Ubisoft CEO Yves Gamon uh, has said that the publisher failed to heed Nintendo's advice by releasing Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope too soon. In an interview with GamesIndustry.biz, Gilmore suggested Nintendo had advised the company that it would be beneficial to release the sequel on Switch's successor. 2017's Switch exclusive Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle has reached over 7.5 million players, according to Ubisoft Milan creative director David Soliani. But despite strong reviews and a five-year wait for its sequel, Sparks of Hope disappointed commercially following its release last October. Quote, despite excellent ratings and players' reception as well as an ambitious marketing plan, we were surprised by Mario Plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope underperformance in the final weeks of 2022 and early January, Ubisoft said earlier this year. While Guimont said the, quote, mark, the market uh, is suffering a little bit with the inflation situation, he told GamesIndustry.biz the company should have been more patient with Sparks of Hope's release. Quote, I think, I I think it was a different issue with Mario, he said. Uh, we had already released a Mario Rabbids game on Switch, so by doing another, we had two similar experiences on one machine. On Nintendo, uh, on Nintendo games like this never die. There are 25 Mario games on Switch. Uh, Nintendo was advised that it's better to do one iteration on each machine. We were a bit too early. Uh, we should have waited for the next console. He added, because you could play a great game and we think it'll last for 10 years because we'll update it for the new machine that will come in the future. End quote. This is an interesting one because I think it helps shape the way that we talk about Nintendo releases and our anticipation. And I think now we can confidently say, y'all motherfuckers ain't getting a new Mario Kart on this platform. <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> you got to wait until the next Switch. They're not going to put out another Mario Kart when 8 Deluxe is selling 50 million. I know. It's still selling. I mean, even then, maybe they just report Mario Kart 8. Why not? <laughs> you know? <laughs> Don't get Nintendo ideas, Barry. <laughs> but yeah, cool. And I, I think it makes sense, right? The reason why, Mar why Sparks of Hope didn't hit those expectations, right? If you hauled off and waited for a Switch 2 and like that was the Mario and Rabbids game for the platform... Yeah, I could, I could see how that would do way better for you, right? Because that is how Nintendo has shaped their cadence. It goes back to the Reggie Fizme interview we did um, like about a year or so ago where he kind of mentioned the same thing of, yeah, Nintendo has the strategy of putting out one iteration per platform, and that's how they keep things alive. That's how they keep things rolling, and it makes sense when reflected in sales. Yep. Story number three, Square Enix staff have been asking the Final Fantasy head for a Final Fantasy VI remake. This is Chris Scolian at uh, VGC. <laughs> Square Enix staff members have reportedly been asking Final Fantasy's brand manager if a remake of Final Fantasy VI is coming. During an official roundtable discussion to celebrate the 35th anniversary of the Final Fantasy series, uh, Final Fantasy brand manager and FF7 remake producer Yoshinori Katase addressed the topic of a potential Final Fantasy VI remake. As translated by Genki underscore JPN, Katase reportedly said, quote, I think Final Fantasy VI remake would be difficult. Final Fantasy VII Remake is not yet finished, so I am not able to think about it. But there are many Final Fantasy VI fans inside the company, and they often ask me, when are we making VI? End quote. 
Final Fantasy creator Hironobu uh, Sakaguchi, who was also participating in the roundtable discussion, then reportedly explained that a remake of FF6 would be harder to do because, as a pixel-based game rather than a polygonal one, uh, it would be more work to change the story and reimagine the game as a 3D experience. However, he did then ask uh, Katase, quote, won't you release it a little sooner? Uh, this caused Katase to laugh and say it isn't easy. Are you, you mentioned, you know, you've played Final Fantasies in the past. Yes. Is FF6 one that you've messed around with at all? Not at all. Um, I, I was just thankful, you know, once again, just the Final, Sanf- Final Fantasy VII remake that, you know, we're all excited about too yeah. and is going to have multiple games because um, I never played it either. Like, that was when I was a little uh, derpy kid and, you know, probably just couldn't figure out how to play it yeah. know, at the time. And I was like, I'd rather play Spyro or whatever was out. Um, but with Final Fantasy VI, like, I just looked up to see, like, get a, a frame of reference. And, you know, coming from a 2... It's it's 2D, right? Yeah. Yeah, coming from a 2D to a completely different remake and looking super modern would... I, I couldn't imagine, like, how much more time that would take. For um, sure. But I, it seems that there's a lot of fans for it. Oh, it's, it's beloved, right? <laughs> like, I, be, I think it was Tim who I was talking to on the show that mentioned that, like, it's one of the best ones. Um, and I think people would go crazy for a remake. But to the to the point made here right like yeah it's 2d translating that pixel-based game into a 3d space would be difficult granted like you could say the same thing about ff7 like yeah. sure ff7 is 3d but, but it's a different kind of 3d <laughs> yeah it is right and y'all made that happen i feel like there's a similar sort of be a sort possibility of there but or maybe like stick with the style but just modernize it would be you know oh, yeah, like an hd 2d yeah type thing. i don't know that might make people angry but I, I would play that too yeah any way to play older games that i missed out on i'm a big fan of 1000 i'm right there with you <laughs> Our final news story. Story number four, Jeff Keighley acknowledges Summer Game Fest diversity criticism. This is Tom Ivan at Video Games Chronicle. Jeff Keighley has responded to criticism regarding a lack of representation at this month's Summer Game Fest showcase. Featuring world premieres, live gameplay demos, and announcements, the high-profile event was billed as the global fan celebration of what's next in video games. But one thing that was conspicuously absent during the near two-hour event, which took place in front of a live audience at the YouTube Theater in California, and, will, and was live streamed to millions of did Tim Gettys write this? Live streamed to millions of viewers was the presence of any women on stage. In an interview with CBC, event producer and host Jeff Keighley uh, said Melanie uh, Liburd, the actor who plays Alan Wake 2's co-lead protagonist. Saga Anderson was due to take part in the show, but ultimately couldn't because of scheduling conflicts. Quote, I think generally we do a pretty good job with diversity in our shows. Uh, that was something that's a fair flag, he said. We, won't, we also want to be authentic to the games that are being presented on the show and the developers that are making them. So, yeah, I think we're conscious of it. End quote. According to U.S.-based research from Circana, formerly known as the MPD Group, uh, so far this year's women, th- so far this year, women account for 47% of total console game players, half of all PC game players, and 54% of mobile game players. This was a conversation that was happening, you know, online over the past week, right? Since we got that Summer Game Fest uh, showcase, did you were, were you online for this? Did you pay attention to the, to the conversation? I saw a little bit of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ultimately, like you know, I've watched. This was the first year I wasn't able to watch like all the streams back to back to back and in their entirety. But you know, I, I'll always say like I, I enjoy those segments where they have female game developers and like talking about their games. I can't get enough of that. Um, I always think like if if there's any lady working on your game, I want to hear from her. Yeah. And more exposure, the better. Like if anything, like every year gets a little bit better. And you know, um, with this, you I don't really have an answer for it for this this year's. 
Yeah. Um, it's it, it's been one of those conversations that I've seen I've seen some of the back and forth on right and like I think some of the points made right to um like, to Jeff's credit is that Jeff ha- was having like a lot of people that are either leads or higher ups or whatever mm-hmm. like on stage to talk about their games and, or, and and all that stuff but I don't feel like that's enough of an excuse right yeah. like I think there are still <laughs> ways you gotta buck the trend because there are reasons why these are the same people or the same types of people that you're that are leading the games right it's because there isn't the visibility of women who are working in games or women that are rising up through the ranks getting to lead these projects and all that stuff i think the more you place different types of people in front of the audience the more that those those groups of people feel empowered to want to enter the space right like if i'm watching content and all the content are people that don't look like me don't sound like me or from a different culture from me I might not be as interested in the uh, in the content or I might not feel as enabled to want to break through and actually enter that space, sure. right? But if you start to place those people in front, right? Like I understand the idea from Jeff of, man, like the one, the one person we had pulled out, but like, why was it only one person, right? And like, do, even for you as Jeff, right? Do you need to host every event? Could you maybe pull somebody else to host Summer Game Fest while you do Game Awards, right? Like, how can you spread the love? How can you uplift more in different kinds of voices to actually be front and center on these stages that mean a lot to people that have a big audience i think for me that's the big thing here that could be done better and i hope to see jeff do better in the future yeah but jerica the future is just so far away oh. if i want to know what's coming out to mom drop shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the kind of funny games daily show host each and every weekday yeah out today, we got Aliens Dark Descent on everything, Crash Team Rumble on PS5, Xbox Series X, PS4, and Xbox One, Rogue Legacy 2 on PS5 and PS4, The Elder Scrolls Online Necrome for PS4, PS5, Xbox One, and Xbox Series X, Fireball Wizard for PC and mobile, uh, The Last Hero of Nostalgia for PS4 and Switch, and then the DLC for that game, The Rise of Evil uh, for everything. New dates for you, Tower Fantasy for PS4 and PS5 launches August 8th, Byton, Kaitos 1 and 2 HD Remastered launches September 14th on Switch. Uh, Hammer Watch 2 launches August 15th on PC. And Let's School 1.0 launches July 27th on PC. Deal of the day for you. Uh, these games are coming soon to Xbox Game Pass. You're getting Need for Speed Unbound, The Bookwalker, Bramble, The Mountain King, uh, Fist, Forged, and Shadow Torch, Story of Seasons, Friends of Mineral Town, Arcade Paradise, and then Sword and Fairy Together Forever. Um, now it's time. For countoffunny.com slash you're wrong, rewrite in. Let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong uh, so we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Um, it's it's Tori. It's Tori's thing. It's Tori's thing, right? And it says, Pikmin has been on Switch before as Pikmin 3 got a deluxe release in 2020. Ah. I totally forgot about that. Me too. Banner SN mentions that Soul Hackers 2 is not on Switch. Um... Rudder mentions that Fire Emblem Engage DLC has already released, but I think there, there could be the possibility of more DLC or not, unless they've said not. And then in that case, <laughs> there's not the possibility. Um, let's see here. Let's see here. Nano says it's not nostalgia. It's nostalgia or nostalgia. I'm going to call it nostalgia because it looks like that. <laughs> and that's it. Oh, here we go. Nano says there were five farming games announced. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Actually, no, that might affect my my <laughs> prediction there. You know what? I say they up the ante. I think we get one more farming game. And then All we right, get the last let's go. Time. Yeah. <laughs> no, we farming, baby. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are going to be Greg and the one and only 
Jerica, aka Jerk at You. I'm back again. Back at it like a bad habit. Um, of course, thank you so much for joining me. Yeah, thank where, you for having me. Of course. And again, where can people find uh, find your stuff if they want to follow your podcast? Absolutely. Find uh, Follow us on JK Games Podcasts on all the socials. And then, of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Jerka Chu, J E R K C H U, like Pikachu, Jerka. Like, I have a niece that calls me Jerka. And it was oh. cute. So I was like, Jerka Chu. Honestly, that's so like Pokemon. Hell yeah. Easy. Uh, of course, if you're watching this live, right after this is a brand new episode of The Blessing Show. So hop on over for the premiere uh, and watching uh, and watch along with people in chat. That'll be up for everybody over on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. But of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Till next time, Game Daily. <laughs>